want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, you man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, you man. Good evening and good day, perhaps, because I don't know what fucking time it is when you're listening to this. Two wonderful whoops to all of the uh, juggalos and juggalettes that may be listening. And a uh, greetings to uh, any non-fam out there that also happens to be listening. My name is Mad Maximiliano, just Mad Max, I guess. And to my left, uh, as always, as of now, and will be... Uh, in perpetuity. Reverend Television, a.k.a. 50 Dead, from many, many years ago, but better uh, stated, uh, one of my very best friends. Uh, Spooky Diddle Fingers is another name. I'm going to just try to throw as many... sum it up with 50 funny names. Yeah, that, I, 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 was just, Twitter, I think that's my Twitter handle. It, well, yeah, I'd have to look. Um, I was just going to say, like, I, I'm just trying to throw as many names out there no. so that if I occasionally throw one out just in the middle of fucking conversation, then it wouldn't sound strange. Anyway, hello, how are y'all? Um, I hope you enjoyed the last episode. Um, I'm gonna try to make sure that this is all coming out, um, like, right before the gathering, so that people will be able to make the correlation of the fucking, you know, the first episode, because it's about the gathering in the first episode, and the first gathering, the next fucking gathering is coming soon. What the fuck am I talking about? I haven't even started hitting the weed and it's already fucking got me. Where is this from? Because I am going to totally fucking ride this angle. Oh, uh, it's from Mass Grow, I think. Mass Grow. And let's see, we got the batch metric. I don't know or care what that means. Oh, that's, uh, that's state shit. Oh, of course it is. State knows. It does, no, no, of course. It's exactly it is. I, it's funny because it's called mixtape number five and pretty much it's a, Oh, there we go. It's like a hybrid blend of whatever the fuck they got six dollar joint oh that well but so mixtape number five i do like that on a musical yeah. episode yeah i got the uh the insum medical runs upstairs for uh once we're done with this i at oh, least want to hit some nasty. of that I no i no dude i my thing is their fucking discounts are heady yeah. and the with the the flour is super good i've only had one other thing from there which was <clears throat> a uh sea salt caramel chocolate bar nice and i that edible was kind of underwhelming but just real quick as long as we're talking about juggalo shit yeah i just want to because i don't know if i ever actually told you this i probably did but dead celebrities club 2 from last year which was the worst show of all time and we'll leave it at that um i fucking i the homie from i think it was terpologists Yeah. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. I just want to go on record for y'all and say this out loud. I genuinely did not know weed could do that. I did not know that weed could make you think you were on fucking acid and mushrooms at the same time and having that, like, for that moment where your spatial time awareness completely goes away and you're like, is this gonna be forever? Am I always gonna feel like this? Oh my god. That literally, I did not think that weed could do that. I had never in 37 fucking years, I had never had some shit like that happen. Oh yeah. And oh my god, that was something else. But yo, if you have, uh, you like high in the face, bitch. You it's like um, if you like Insa, you should try the cheetah piss sometimes. I've seen that name a dozen cheetah times. Piss. It is good. Yeah, cheetah piss is good. Any no, wrong. I'm telling you, they're fucking. <sighs> Staff is nice. 
the fucking flour is on point and the price is, I mean, the, you gotta have a fucking med card to go in there, but like... Oh, are you a med patient again? I, I am. And apparently this shit is so good that it's got me fucking stopping the episode in the middle of talking about weed. Fuck is going on there? Where are we at? Did you you want to bring it? Back oh no, right there. Right? No, it was no. I we picked it up quickly enough that you all still right. mostly got it. Well, no, and anyways, again, fuck all the weed. What are we talking about today? Well, it don't fuck all the weed. I mean, maybe not all the weed. But so what we're talking about today is the first fucking ICP album that really uh, created the mythos and the ethos of. The Insane Clown Posse, The Dark Carnival, and The Wicked Clowns, which, you know, I, I did do the uh, Carnival of Carnage review on S&M, on, uh, you know, uh, with Scribble, and, you know, I, the reason why I wanted to do this again is because when I did it with Scribble, and this is understandable, we did it really from a much more hip-hop perspective, right. like a purely lyrical how good is this album mm-hmm. point of view and that's a tough conversation to have with a hip hop head because I mean I think we can all agree Carnival of Carnage is not ICP's most lyrical work I mean I think we can agree on that and so yes and no like it's great this no, yes, I, obviously yes but there's certain lines in there like uh, how much how much can one klepto take and it's just such a s- small little line and okay, not, so listen, and when, fuck when you, because line, I swear to God, I never fucking put that together until and, just now. And when, and when, God we, damn and you. when you hear it, it's not in any kind of context relatable to him taking anything, because it's in Never no, Had It Made. No, I so know. It's, so it's so beautiful. Uh, and, no, it's, so, and that's why I love ICP the same way I love Weird Al, and I've noticed over the 20-something years I've listened to both of them that the fan base overlaps a lot, because... Oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of... I could, no, I could believe that that's true. I've never met a hardcore Weird, weird Al fan, but I bet if you know the fan base, you could probably Boppo pick him out. Boppo is a hardcore Weird Al fan. That was one of the reasons. Shout out to Boppo. Fair enough. Um, but well, you yeah. want to know what? Speaking of him and all those of that ilk, um, what I wanted to do next episode, and I imagine you will be down for this, is I wanted to do an episode going through all of the different... Uh, Juggalo art collectives. Okay. Because there's, there's, because Dead Canvas right off rip is just so fucking dope. But then there is also, um, oh fuck, I can't remember their names, but they make these fucking mirrors of the Joker's cards. Okay. It's like Wicked Dreams Creations, I think is their All name. All right. And this shit is so fucking good. Did you ever hear of No Clue Entertainment? They were down with like Lunatics Productions and shit like that a million years ago, and I'm they not were sure. I don't the think dude. So. I think Insane E is the guy's name. Oh, and isn't I, that that Eric and I, I think, think that dude was in the No Clue crew. Oh, and interesting. Because those motherfuckers were the ones with juggle with the color. He does books. a lot of shit for with Magic the coloring Ninja, books. Though. Do you remember the Juggalo? Yes, I book? do. So yes, that's I like do. the same dude, and I would love to, you know, talk, if we're gonna do that, then. I know, and we can exactly we can go that, into yeah. that, but that is something that I want to do for next oh, yeah. episode. So, uh, but this is my point: is that this album that we're gonna go through today, yeah, realistically, is what created the again the mythos and the ethos of psychopathic juggalos and the the dark carnival. Yeah, because and it, again, this is why I wanted to do this with a juggalo, and not only just a juggalo, but pretty much the uh. like. 
I, I know you're not older than me, but when it comes to juggler shit, you're definitely like the big homie. You've known, you'd like, you've always been way more deeply I'm not involved. Like, I'm not like Beastmaster, knowledge, oh, no, well, oh, no, curator, but, we, but, but you know. believe and love the music. No, a thousand percent, but more so what I mean is that you have always had that profound view on juggalo shit, whereas... It took me some time to really get there because I've always felt that it. it's always been there. But there was a lot of times where, I mean, you already know that there were times where my faith had been shaken and I had to kind of be brought back. But also that there were, I, I didn't always look at it as deeply as I do. And I didn't always recognize exactly how deep the art really was. And you were always somebody that was able to... It's a shame because the only other person who I know of that kind of took things to that level was kind of douchebag in a lot of ways and that was i'm not going to bother saying his name but i will say wayne knock him up does that help no. so i think you know who i'm talking about really that's an uh, that's a strange person well no i'll tell you what fair enough he was an og though and very influential oh for sure oh, for sure. oh a thousand as, percent as a he was kid, a lot of people he put a lot of people on as for a sure. kid i always took uh some umbrage to that because i'd be like what do you know about, you know, like... My uh, thing... You, you know what I'm saying? No, I'll tell you right now. to be a gatekeeper of Bro, anything. That I'll really tell you this, fucking... I'll tell me. you this right now. It sucks because he and Wayne literally sent him off on a somersault. So fucking... It is what it is. But no, listen, this is what I'm saying is that... I was just talking to... Shout o- out to Wayne the fan. I was just talking to Orion about this. Is that... Even if somebody is better than you at something, even if somebody has more money, even if somebody is this, they're that, any person that's going to take that used to be like, yeah, you suck for that. That person's an asshole. I don't care how successful they are. I don't care how much they've done. That person is an asshole. Yeah. And I guarantee you get close enough to them that it's get, they're going to make you fucking suffer just because they know that, like, oh, you want to be around all this? You want to be around all this shit? Do what I tell you. Fuck that. I would never want to be around a person like that. And this is my point, is that he made an equivalency. I can't remember how it came up, but he said it in the way of, like, time consumed us all. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never put that together in that way before and it was just like i was like no wow man that's profound and then he was like yeah no man i'm a profound motherfucker and and at that point it's just like nah nah i don't give a fuck i'm not even interested anymore (laughs) like for real i don't even want to you don't want to have a conversation with a person that's gonna act like they're the shit for knowing something you don't i don't fucking dig that shit at all which is a big reason why I don't like a lot of these fucking gatekeeping juggalos where it's just like, we get it. You went to fucking shows during the original six and you seen Dark Lotus perform and you were in the fucking gathering before it went outside, fine. Why are you acting like you're better than somebody when the entire purpose of this fucking culture is to be like, everybody else looks at us like we suck. So let's all get together and be dope. Like, let's, let's do that. And to touch back on the episode, I listened to, because uh, we've all read the Juggalo Bible a million times, oh, and I Pompeii? had to, yeah, and oh, yeah. I, have, oh, yeah. I revisited the audio version, which is kind of cool. To, see, they don't have it on Audible, that's the only reason I don't have it yet. It's on YouTube, but like... Oh, it is! I'll, I'll have to... I'm but they, there's little bet. interjections and shit that are not in the book. Oh, no, I'm sure, because cool. it's fucking Jay, how could he not? So I went back to, like, the era in which this is recorded, specifically to hear like what was in their mind you know what i mean because and i pretty much it was what i expected um it was very 
mechanical, like, in the nature of how they went about the album. The inspiration, though... Don't you feel like it was kind of just their life experience uh, up to that point? Uh, yes and no, because it, it really... Because when I, when I was thinking about it, because I hadn't listened to Carnival Carnage in a little while, and I have listened to it one million times, and in my brain, I always, like... In you know, because I always like I'm comparing it to like later albums and like shit. Because as you know, I listen to this shit still even currently. No, same. And, like you know, Big a lot, of, a lot of people don't, so oh, yeah. they they, they have time to ruminate on it more and in whatever. Like I kind of had this impression that it was still like a holdover of their inner city posse shit, and it was more like gangster rap kind of leanings. And it's really not that at all. That was the complete fucking. They obliterated and started from a complete blank slate. I think, and when I, when I'm listening to the the interview that Jay was saying, he was really talking about because like we all remember it as a dream, right? About the about the thing, the inspiration for the J- six Jokers yeah. card oh, that yeah. would be the first uh, yeah. carnival, and uh, he really and I think this was him going off the book was like because he went full. It was like a three minute rant where he's like. I think that was my first panic attack and then i was like and it really struck me and because i have i struggle with mental health and Whew. blah blah and so now, now i have a lot why I have, I, I have a lot going down this because then i revisited the album and after listening to him say that and uh. and it should be obvious like in the name insane clown posse but it's really talking about like systemic mental health and drug abuse and all the problems that like you know because these guys weren't from fucking the the hood they moved into the hood they were from poor suburbs yeah no exactly they weren't exactly they weren't well and that's a funny thing because i will say that is something that i have noticed about juggalos in general is that whether you come from a reasonably well-to-do family like i do or even if you come from like a lower middle class family like or even down to the fucking trailer parks because that obviously has been a thing that's like fucking ICP and Juggalo's bad reputation is that it was the Juggalos a lot of the time tend to be the white ones because that is the overwhelming majority whether anyone else likes it or not is like they would like white people that would that would go to the hood and not because they were trying to go do like because they were trying to be black or trying to imitate something but because just they did not vibe with the fucking world that they came from they did not it it, it didn't fucking fit like for me i didn't fit in the fucking suburbs i was super fucking weird and that made it difficult for the small amount of other reasonably well-to-do kids around me again almost entirely all white and fucking just like because carnival of carnage so represents the idea of the hood because the hood is it comes from like you're saying systemic mental health disregard and fucking redlining and fucking um the the different police practices of you know like fucking stop and frisk bullshit because the 80s they grew up in that when oh, stop yeah. and frisk was becoming a thing and the war on drugs and the, the war on fucking drugs is the, the legacy it's crazy because the legacy that the war on drugs is going to leave is not only just like i mean the war on drugs did in many ways create like the rap game like in a crazy way and it, and it's, it created this fucking again in the inner city where these places where the rest of america 
had just been ignoring it because it hadn't been that long when you think about it just world war ii that was when places like Michigan were thriving. Oh, Flint, yeah. Michigan used to fucking thrive. Yeah. And now you go out there, you are likely to get fucking murdered just for being there. Yeah. And it's like, and Barbarian, if you've seen recently, like that showed That's Michigan. the first thing that was in my mind is when you were talking about that. Oh, my. Well, like because bar- when they showed the same street, like, over in the, mor- in the morning. Like, and it's yeah. just like, because that Michigan fucking looks like that. Yeah. I bet that they didn't even build that. They probably just fucking went somewhere and had fucking cops cir- circled all around. Yeah. And be like, stay the fuck away because we're shooting something. Yes. Because, like, the, oh, my God, the part when they fucking... The, the cop actually shows up. Yeah. There's fucking somebody down here. You need to fucking get down here right now. And they're like, no, yeah. sorry. We don't believe you, crazy person. Yeah. Oh, there's a fucking shooting. Gotta go. Yeah. Like, and she just looks like a crackhead. And, and dude, and the fact that ICP grew up, you didn't even have to be from there. But it's kind of like, in my situation, I almost wonder. Cause well, like, they, like you said, just to touch back on it. Growing up were, in the suburbs, but then but they going were, into Yeah, because the, they were alienated. They exactly. didn't fit the, the tax bracket in the houses that their mom could... You know what I'm saying? They wanted to live in the nicer neighborhoods, but they couldn't afford the better houses. They were living out of the poor boxes. All that shit, you know? So then when it came time for them to be adults... They could only afford to live in the hood. And that's also what happens to a lot of jugglers. Oh, yeah. No, and to oh, touch for back sure. on to oh, yeah. what I really discovered, kind of, is um, Jay speaking honestly about his mental health just through art. Like, he's talking about... He, I feel like in, in he's always talking about like going crazy and shit like that. Well, and it's and funny like, you would say that's that. That's what like, he he literally said like on the you know on the audiobook that uh, it was his first panic attack. And you know so like think about that. The well, whole no, bro. Thing everybody, from a, a fucking Chase manic episode. I think know? that everybody has always looked at ICP. Like, oh, they're doing shock rap. Okay, fine, if that's what you want to call it. But one of the reasons they why I've always... They put together that. They, you know, well, no, but listen, nothing... no, you gotta, listen, you gotta let me get there. All right, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that Jay made, like, music for insane people. Because yes. he is insel- himself insane. He deals with serious mental health issues. Yeah. And I think that people just... A lot of people compartmentalize so well that they look at it like, oh, he's just doing that as a gimmick. Or the, you know, the craziness that in the music is just their fucking, you know, that's just their artistic expression. And it's like, in many ways it is, that's true. But I think all of the greatest artists, they put their fucking soul into their work. And the whole idea that, like, I, again, you were the one that pointed this out to me and I just cannot fucking possibly agree with it more is that ICP basically predicted the opioid pandemic. The epidemic. I, I think I'm just used to saying were, pandemic now. I think but, what they were really doing is calm, and I appreciate that, but because I, I think uh, now that I'm older and you know I've heard you spit that back to me a few times, I think they, which were, I have, you're right. they were really commenting on the crack epidemic that they were oh, no, living but through. That's, no, and that's but kind of the point, though. Seeing, like, that as the future and not even seeing how more grim it really was. You know what I mean? But that's, Well, the reason I say it is just because... Just the, the crack... Oh, no, listen. Because the, well, the know, crack so epidemic, so you're so right, they did see a lot of that happen. Yeah. And it's, I could not agree more, but what I will say is that the opioid epidemic was far more insidious because the way that it happened was oh, all of these decent well no yeah. not even just that all of these decent people 
all of these I you know I fought in Vietnam or my grand my you know I fought you know in this era because they were still more alive back then I fought in World War two and you know like I pay my taxes and I'm a decent American citizen and then these people will only take what their doctor gives them and they will only do what is legal and so if this pill was given to them legally even though now we're finding out or did find out that they knew that it was addictive and they it worked so well that they're like we can make so much money off of this let's just play down the fact that you can get addicted to it and the fact that it is fucking exactly like heroin yes. the idea is that it created this thing where now again the like because drugs like hard drugs hard drug addiction will lead you into drama dramatic shit regardless of whether or not you live in the hood where it's a little bit more common or you live in a place where it's completely crazy and no one's ever seen it like the idea that the opioid epidemic brought that like what drug addiction can really do to anybody because again we all know at this point that crack was being fucking supplied to the hood that's basically been proven so at that point the fact that the hood was being basically, they were trying to kill as much as they could. They were trying to kill as many people as possible through all these different practices because America's been racist as fuck forever. But that's the other thing. These are two white dudes saying this shit in the 90s. And my big thing with Carnival of Carnage is that in so many different ways with so many different tracks, because I mean, look, let's be honest here. With tracks like maybe Guts on the Ceiling or Ghetto Freak Show, it's not the most lyrical shit. No, fucking back so up. much fun, dude. But no, you're right. That's kind of my point. I like the aesthetic that it created. That fucking the Carnival of Carnage face. That they did like that literally is a they created a new style of art basically because there are only there are only eleven up to this point. Well, twelve technically, thirteen I guess if you consider both sides of the wraith and both sides Jake and Jack. Or no, and then I guess. 15 would it be maybe now it's missing link too. yeah no and you want to know what that's funny because i wonder how many it actually goes out to now where because you, you don't make four malenkos there's just four colors but i'm just trying to think because you know it's got to be 17 so i wonder if that makes if there is six the if the next one is if that I, I wonder if they because if they're at 15 now I think that means I that think they have with to the do 12 Joker's Cub they should do six covers. <laughs> no, listen, you want to know what, man? This is no, just, I believe no. You are not is, lying though when you talk about how. Well, because they, a Joker's card is so ubiquitous. There's no if you see that shit. There's only a like. That's why Juggalos like are a subculture that can be so easily mocked and, and parodied is because we are so fucking like it, we are very specific. It's as it's, iconic as the Misfits uh, Fiend Skull. You know that, what I mean? It really is. You know, that Carnival of Carnage. Now, and you no, Malenko is the most popular for sure. But I think, well, no, know. I think that Malenko is the most well-known uh, because the most, of like, shockumentary. The, but, yeah, that's the many, the most artists you've seen wear the shirt and stuff like that. No, I think no Riddlebox. I think no Riddlebox had the rock. Call, but and so I can't remember who the other one was. You really qualify the Hatchet Man as the origin Oh, yeah. Of that, oh, no, like, a thousand percent. No, you already about that. Oh, yeah. Know, cartoon. I still can't cartoon. believe that fucking how it could have been Mad Paperboy Records. <laughs> like, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> it's like, it really was there, but for, like, there, but for the grace of God, go I. Like, just the flip of a fucking coin. Yeah. And, we, and it could have been the fucking, what would that, what would we have even called that? Because it wouldn't have been the hatchet. Nah. Well, that would have been the, the fucking, the, yeah, the paper, I guess. Yeah, we wrapped the paper, kid. I mean, uh, uh, uh. I, that's not so bad, but metaphorically speaking. Yeah, but I get it. No, I will say, like, 
But again, getting into the actual album, I think that the first, the, 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 the intro and the first track, I think that... Dude, how funny is the, remember what they said about uh, Carnival Conics? Oh, of course. I, you want to know what? It sucks because years ago I Yo, wanted to... Conic, man. I wanted to ask him, but now I feel like if I did, I would just be a prick. What? Like, it wouldn't be funny anymore. It's been too long. Oh, what? Asking like just No, Conics? no, just no. Just go meet Esham and be like, so Esham, I'm curious, what is a Carnic? Uh, because it's like, there's no answer to that. You're just being a dickhead. Yeah. So, like, no, they're not going to do that. But, um, no, fucking, I just, the, again, the intro was, like, you could, the one thing that I love, because you listen to it, and it's, like, you can tell Jay was not a classically trained writer, but he wrote from his fucking heart, oh, and he yeah. wrote what was real to him. Yeah. And I really do, like, it's crazy to me when you think about back then, you know, like, it's, I guess it's in the Bible somewhere. There's nothing new under the sun. Like, it, it all is just... And even going back to... Because, you know, we were talking about fucking Rogan before. Um, excuse me. I seen the uh, the thing about the Younger Dryas. Mm-hmm. And I never realized that one of the things that he was, that they were talking about... And it's kind of shifted my perception a bit. Is the idea that they are talking about a cataclysm that really is so absolutely fucking devastating that really yeah all evidence of like that's why there's no we don't find fucking you know wires and this and that or whatever is because this shit really would be so crazy it would just knock fucking everything out but we're getting off on a tangent um hey weed and adhd motherfuckers what happens in any case i think that the it's like I've heard the criticism that like the 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 track two runs for a little while, mm-hmm. but one thing that I pointed out about that I, I do believe it's true. I I have to imagine this is the way that it was, is that I don't know if they actually played the intro at shows, but I guarantee that they came out to that first track yeah. a lot, and they would come out and use that time to like get the crowd hype and because that's one thing that I feel like ICP doesn't get enough credit for, just in the sense of like. I wouldn't necessarily say that the last few years they've been in their prime, let's say. But during, like, let's just say, like, the older days, where from, like, I, you know, like when I've seen them before in 2004, they performed, you know, like, uh, Bizarre Bizarre in 2000. Um, I think you said your first show was 2000, 2001? No, 2004. It was four. Okay, yeah. my bad. So what? Hell's what okay, fair enough. So this is my point, is that... They have always been just dynamic fucking storytellers. Like, they really have always been so good. Or not just storytellers, but, like, live performers. Yeah, I remember on that tour they had... Uh, Sweet is very good, I'm sorry. Jay had... Remember they came out with, like, the pig's heads and the blood Yes. Fucking creatures, and then he Bro, had... Bro, I remember he had, he had, had a... Yes, that was a prop gun. Oh, yeah, no, that was... was I remember so that. Oh, man. Dude, I, was like, I, oh, I don't remember... Shit. That's funny you would say that, because I remember it being... Happening, I remember seeing the blast and seeing the fucking gun, like, go off. But I don't, because I saw, I think, three different Hell's Pit shows. You don't remember the sound? No, I don't remember it being that loud. Uh, And I remember it not being louder than what I assumed it would be 
for the... It was also my first show, so everything was heightened. Oh, yeah, no, you know? for sure. I could dig that. Was each of them on that tour? No. No, Filthy, Im- and, no, and Filthy Immigrants, ABK, and Mac-10. Mac-10, who I remember... Mac-10 did a chicken hunting. They were talking about... No, I know. Fucking, you know what show I went to? Uh, he was... Uh, no, Nobody Get Hurt is one of the best fucking collabs they ever did. Fuck yeah. Oh, I love that, that original song. The chicken hunt, how to, but I'm the chicken hawk. How to go chicken hunt without me. Oh my god. No, I remember they were t- they were trying to get him to crowd surf, and I'm pretty sure he did by the end of the tour, but he didn't want to crowd surf because he had that big fucking M chain with fucking huge diamonds and shit. Yeah. Like, which is fucked up because Juggalos totally would have snatched it. That was definitely. But, um, no, I think that fucking. They, one thing that I, again, ICP don't get credit for this shit, where the, the amount of different fucking people that they've worked with, and the different kind of, like, genre gar- barriers that they've fucking jumped and oh, shit. Oh, that's insane. Like, work with Mac-10, work with fucking Ice Cube, work with, Jack work with White. Bone, Jack White. That song, I don't remember those songs so being so, funny, like, I'm, licking, you want to know what? Licking my ass is Well, funny. no, well, but so here's Country the funny thing. Girl but, is so here's the funny thing about but, this. But, I mean. I don't actually does, remember but. that one, but Lick Me and Marsh. Here's the funny part about it's that. A box song, right? Exactly. No, Mozart. Mozart. Come on. Yeah. That's what fucking kills me about this kind of shit. Like, people want to look at ICP like they're fucking all ignorant Yo, and stupid. People are dicks on so, cave like, rolls, Oh, you know my lord. I mean? No, but that's not even the point. The idea is that because Jay is a white rapper, and because Jay does, and Shaggy is ostensibly, like, does these things that people think, oh, you shouldn't be doing. Like, I really thought about this the other day. Fucking, and we're going off on such a tangent, but it's still about Juggalo shit, so it don't matter. I, like, I realized that technically speaking, fucking magnets, how do they work? And I don't want to hear from it. Like, technically, that's wildly profound. If you, would like, if you really talk to, like, particle physicists and shit, like, if you do any fucking research into those fields... Nobody fucking really knows. Nobody actually knows how any of this shit works. And so the idea, no, because quite frankly, the idea that I don't want to talk to a scientist. No, I can't. No, but no, but here, me pissed. No, no, I truly. But so do, remember the episode on Rogan with Grant Weinstein? You know what's funny to me? Academia, they're they're holding each other back. So Trust scientists, there is real shit out you know there that is being suppressed. Basically, you know what's funny is um, the line. It's not funny. It's profound. I mean, it's funny to outside of the Juggalo world, but. Um, uh, music, drugs, uh, uh, music love the unseen drugs, fucking lightning bugs. Oh, no, I right? love that fucking line. And Ugh. that's, like, it is simple. Magic. It's just as simple, though. But for some reason, those lines aren't examined. But it's because it wasn't coupled with an absolutely ridiculous music Well, video. no, you want to know what? <laughs> I, well, no, but, so this is, to they me... They knew, they're geniuses, though. Because yeah. I remember oh, when that percent. happened, I was like... They know 1,000% what they're doing right here. You know what I mean? Because they've been, now they've been painted as Christian rappers. That's right? it. The, the amount of so people that have asked me as so a jungle, like, oh, did. aren't they fucking so, Christian So they're now? like, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dress in white and be on some kind of PlayStation 3 graphic style ship that goes up into the sky. And that's what that video is, essentially. Which video was that? Fucking magnets. How do they work? Uh, oh, yeah, terribles. no. Uh, you want to know what? I definitely I think that was... I doing cocaine in the middle of the day watching that when it came out. Like, <laughs> oh, man. What am I doing? What I remember, I bro, I swear to God, no word to lie, brief period that I spent in uh, Worcester House over... Um, oh, I don't even remember exactly when, but the Super Bowl with Left Shark. 
but so the TV would be on at night and then Miracles played and fucking everybody is talking shit. Uh, and I'm just kind of like... What are you going to say? Yeah, really, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you ain't going to convince these motherfuckers that this is dope. <laughs> nah, man, you weren't there in 98. <laughs> it was nasty. No, bro. no, but no, for real, though, um... Uh, yeah, what were we talking about before no, we, we got no. out to Miracles? Honestly, we were talking about how the, like... Just the aesthetic of Juggalo shit all comes from this album, and oh, I think you were talking about how that runtime was a little long, and I honestly well, that... the fact that I think that it is long because they would use it to go out on stage, mm-hmm. and again, this weed is very good, and I have ADHD like a motherfucker, but Ugh. Jay and Shaggy are amazing performers. They really have the ability to captivate a crowd. Although I will say it was better at captivating a new crowd back in the day, whereas now all they have to do is captivate Juggalos. And that's not, you know, Juggalos are there for it. So I'm not saying it's not hard to do, but I am saying that they've earned the right to fucking be able to, if they need to kind of, you know, take it easy. Because Jay is gone. I mean, he looks real healthy right now, so I'd like to think that this uh, this year's gathering is gonna go super hard. Right. But I say, if I if I if I seen the right video, he's fucking wrestling. Yeah. So at the, going through fucking tables and shit. So that's awesome. I mean, if he was able to have the fucking because it has happened where you can have a serious condition and then work yourself, you know, back up from it. That can't happen. Yeah. So like, just it really just goes to show the kind of fucking creative that he was for the fact of whatever it was whether it was a dream a panic attack i've heard people say it could have been a fucking acid trip whatever it was the fact that he i know didn't you you gotta speculate that because we're talking about the origin no true indeed i mean see i never i it wasn't said i didn't think of it it was said to me yeah and i don't i don't necessarily disbelieve it it's like there is some validity to it and acid mushrooms masculine dmt these things are fucking proven at this point to basically give you a pathway or a, or a gate to the fucking other side to some extent all of them do it differently but it gives you a fucking look either directly inward or all the way outward or both sometimes and i think that with as fucking synonymous as psychedelics have become with uh, fucking juggalo culture which isn't that interesting where a lot of these psychedelics molly lsd psilocybin masculine dmt ayahuasca these are all things that i first experienced and was introduced to in the juggalo scene like a lot of the things i knew about but Actually, mushrooms, I think, I... No, it was... Eh, that was a half and half. In any case, I just... Again, the idea that it's music for mentally ill people. For sure. There's a, That's a big part of it. But the fact that these hallucinogenics, these, these psychedelics are able to, if used properly, help repair fucking mental illness. No, a thousand percent, but I think we're all projecting a little bit. When no, we, you might, no, listen, that, to that an extent, but I... Can, I just because, like, being kind of manic and having visions and shit like that, like, I know what it's like. And the way he says it, too, he's like, he said that he was half asleep in a dream. And, I, and then he just snapped out of it, and he, like, 
had it all right in one fucking thing. And I know, you know, like, like you know, like... And it that, is like, well, no, because and genius... It's, it's, more, it's even crazier when you're not on drugs. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. Because when you're I on drugs, there's, there's more of a an excuse for your erratic behavior oh, yeah. oh, and for shit sure. like that, like... In all well, these... it's also, that's what a lot of more intellectual and fucking, you know, like, on the other side, on the good side of the law, people would say, is that it's just a drug, and that there's nothing profound about it. And I think that there is, listen, there is definitely nuance to this. I'm not saying that there's not. And I also, by the way, I think that one of the shittier parts of Juggalo culture as a whole is the fact that it feels like a lot of it has become very drug-reliant. Oh, so much, dude. Like, I think that that shit sucks. You know what's really sure. funny? But uh, at the same time, I do think, again, the idea that... Hey, they've always a talked lot of about us drugs would, no, number, for sure. This album. But my you know. point, but, and this is kind of my point, is that... And not to mention, like, he even said says it, it in that, like, the you fucking, like, first you... Uh, first, I can't remember. First you something, then feed me them fucking drugs. Yeah. And it's not like psychiatric first drugs. First you me, then feed me them fucking drugs. Exactly. And I mean... And, uh, yeah, the, uh... But it's always but, but been, psychiatric drugs too. That's kind of my point. No, yeah. Mentally ill people are always going to be. I think that's specifically what he's talking about. No, for sure. Yeah. But my point is that mentally ill people always, I think, are going to be drawn to mind-altering experiences because they either feel or know objectively that their mind is not necessarily working properly, and so they want to alter it so as to fucking see if that and, works better. And I better. feel like in, by the time you get to Beverly Kills, because that's in this era, you know It is I mean? for sure. Like, I by got the time a funny you story about that. Kills, you got a song like Joke Your Mind, because I imagine we're not going to do a Beverly Kills episode, so we'll talk. Oh no, listen. We'll just well, no. It in, yeah. So no. First of all, we can go over it now. But no, I absolutely wanted to after we've gone a little bit further through. We can save it for then, then. Well, no. But what I was going to say was do an episode with Beverly Kills, Ring, uh, Terror Wheel, and Tunnel of Love, because those three on their own have it's like again. Each of those albums has a song, or two, or three, or four, or fucking the entire thing, <laughs> that ended up becoming completely ubiquitous with Juggalo culture. Um, Terror Wheel had the fucking Dead Body Man on it, so that's number one. And then every the, every other song on that album is fucking fire. And I can to speak what I've been obsessed with. They all have three, each of them, anthems about <sighs> mental illness. You got. And you don't really look at it this way, but joke your mind. It's a positive one because you think you're talking about how you can, like, in your mind, you create your own worlds and all that. Right. It's a guy literally in jail talking about how this how you escape, and then he dies, and that's that. But like, and then you got schizophrenic on Terror Wheel, and then you got fucking um, Mental Warp as the bonus track on Tunnel of Love. Wait, no. So that wait, Mental Warp was the. Now, I must not have had the copy that had that because I would you listen to it all can, the way through. I had the tape. I didn't have the. I, I didn't have the special. No, see, edition I had with the, the <sighs> with the dick on it. I never had. Oh that no, one. no, no! I never had that one. That's the one that had. Oh, well, warp. there, there you have it. Yeah. Which no, again, Mental Bro, when they did fucking Mental Warp at the gathering last year, and the oh, fucking man, I wish I was there. Bro, for that. the fucking Ferris wheel. You know how it's super bright and shit. Yeah. As soon as that fucking song starts, the fucking Ferris wheel turned off. Oh, uh, uh, holy shit. 
that was fucking terrifying. That's like, like, because that song, I've heard Jay say that they, for a time, they felt like that was the wickedest song they ever did. Oh, a thousand percent. I Prom to, Queen I is to, up there too, bro. I used to turn Love off, that fucking song. I used to turn off the lights and smoke weed when I was a kid and uh, just stare into the darkness listening to Mental Wolf to freak myself out. Yeah, and it that sounds awesome, like it would work. Dude, it was excellent, dude. Oh my I, God. Staring at the ceiling, the ceiling has a face. It's telling me I don't belong with the human race. Ah. Oh my God, dude. But hey, but so listen. So we uh, clearly, and I just want to say, because yes, this is a fucking Carnival of Carnage review, and we are going to make our way all the way through it, but I would hope that at this point, y'all recognize that this Juggalo shit is real to us, and that we could talk about this shit literally, he and I, if we had, just happened to be like, let's say we were millionaires, and we had infinite time, and all the fucking, you know, sustenance required... We could sit here and talk about this shit basically forever. Yeah. Like, there's so much different shit to discuss when it comes to, like, just what like may, what did they mean? What were they talking about? Or this is how I felt the first time I heard it. Or here's a situation. One other time where, like, something that related to this song or that song. Right. Like, it's crazy. I will say, though, in the interest of being honest, that... Carnival of Carnage is definitely one of the albums that outside of the aesthetic and the the its importance to the, the culture that I just I don't connect that heavily with it. See, I liked it a lot for um this reason, sentimental reasons, and also sonically for a few different reasons I like it. It's not it's very 90s. Very, very, very 90s. 90s. It's very original, and I like original oh, sound oh, and shit. Fair it's enough. funny as fuck, some of the little tiny skits. No, you know, I like listened the, on, uh, the, on the S&M episode where we reviewed Carnival of Carnage. One of the things that I felt bad about was that I did not properly give the uh, attention to the skits that was required. Because a lot of those skits, again, this is what Carnival of Carnage did, in my opinion. They created... <coughs> what I believe to be a perfect formula of creating albums because I genuinely believe after having gone through enough of them that the new the the the, the second deck a couple of the songs I can't remember exactly which ones and when we eventually get there I will fucking I'll, I'll figure out which ones they are but there are very 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 few skips like on Yum Yum, there's a couple of tracks that I skip by, like, uh, excuse me, sorry, uh, the one where, like, uh, guy singing, like, like, I don't, I can't, I think it's Heart and Soul is what it's called. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not a bad song, but I just, I don't vibe with it. it I, I'm not super into it. There's a lot of songs on that album that I think are fucking incredible, but that's a different story. We'll get to there eventually. Um... I feel like with the juggler, it's like, this is one of the things that I do love about ICP, and one of the things I love about this album in particular, is that even back in 92, they were rapping in a way where, like, to me, Psychopathic holds up. Oh, hell or, yeah. Or Never Had It Made holds up. Like, lyrically, they weren't spitting whack rhymes. That's what the like, that's I mean, that's from, my opinion. I, well, but so, this, I will, no, fair enough, but I will also say that I think that, and again, the Scribble, the way that he, you know, described that he was uh, not so kind. And, again, certain songs lyrically, like, uh, they definitely did have examples of what I call syllable drag, where you just say something and you let the syllable drag out, so that just because 
you weren't able to make it rhyme any other way, basically. Oh, yeah. And But I also think that, like, Fuck Your Rebel Flag is such a dope track. Not even just what they're talking about, but the fact that they were rapping like that. And I like uh, the juggler. I think is a good example of that too. Which you know, if we're you know we're good, Dude, I, going. I, I the... think fucking guts on the ceiling is nasty, and people like <laughs> think I'm crazy for many reasons, and that's probably one of them. I like, no, listen, I because do... it's so fucking just like it is what it is. It knows what it is. You never guess what's up. My motherfucking head blew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was. Dude, listen, we used to bump that and get fucking drunk, and cause like. No, dude, listen, I. But this is the thing you know, to like, me, and I it's think just it's just so simple, and it's. I felt like that, like my head fucking blew up. You know what I mean? And I've also. No, bro, and the beat it, on that know, song is so it fucking goes hard, dude. It goes uh, so hard. That's one of those things about ICP and that's where the genius of it, like I uh, beat that hard, and then they're saying shit like that. And especially and then if you see in nineteen ninety. When everybody else was like, you know, like ribbity rap rapping, and I'm on the stage. Yeah. Like, and although Yo, I will say, fucking, no, that's not true because Kid left. Rock was doing other shit. They didn't shit just take a left turn. They took a left, live crew. They took a left turn, stopped in the middle of the street, and then everybody put up middle fingers. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I seen somebody shitting on ICP recently. Big surprise. And oh yeah, said really? Something like, oh my lord, their career Imagine amounted uh, to finding success in a time where flipping someone off was considered a revolutionary act and like they're not wrong with that kind of a statement uh, but I think that's a I think, I think also, it's a whack generalization I personally. think that it's a Gen Z statement where it's like you know you weren't living in that time so you didn't really understand well, no, but so this but, is kind know, of the problem like, though because I gotta tell you something that I've been noticing about like a lot of juggalos from our era that I think is ridiculous the amount of fucking hate that comes out for the, the second deck cause I'm not gonna lie when it first happened, you were the one that fucking brought me back into the fold with Bang Pabu. Because I was very disenfranchised at the time. I did it with Wayne, too. And He's so, also an OG. And fucking, I, you know. like, the idea that... It, I don't know if I did it with them, but we talked about it. The, the, the idea that, this is what I was saying about what ICP did with Carnival of Carnage. With the skits and with the fucking... The, the subject matter and the theatrics, the sound effects, the like unconventional songs. It paints the fucking world. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying is that they did this exact same formula with every Joker's card that would come after it. Yeah. Every single one has those exact same beats. It's got a fucking intro, it's got a fucking intro song. Sometimes they rap on it, sometimes they don't, but there's always an intro track, and then you go right into and it. And it correlates with a separate fucking booklet that is also in the lore. You know what I mean? I feel like the lore has been, Yum Yum didn't get a whole lot, but that's also like... I didn't buy that CD, that was the only one I didn't was, buy. Well, no, because I can tell you, if you listen to the album, there is an intro track. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, but, but... they go straight into, and here comes the carnival. Oh, it's one of the greatest songs they've ever made. And that, to me, is fucking... I mean, that, there you have it right there. I genuinely think that on Yum Yum Bedlam, they did some of the best work of their career. And you know, to be able so to say that 30 fucking years later is 
definitely there is something to be said about that and I think that it's really fucked up that a lot of people in higher positions because I've even heard when Jelly Roll went on Joe Rogan talking about when he was on tour with that as soon as he said insane clown posse Joe Rogan oh man everybody immediately as soon as they hear ICP thinks oh ignorant stupid bullshit and they refuse to look any deeper into it like isn't that a fucking ridiculous fucking how ironic is that that Joe Rogan would look at something and be like, oh, those guys, without actually taking a second to look deeper and realize what's actually there. I think that dude's in, like, such a bubble if the right person yeah. got in there and showed him the right video. Right. Well, I mean, fucking, I don't know, it's funny, because I know that Jelly Roll has massive love for Juggalos, and you know that that's true, because Blaze, ABK, and somebody else like, just, got, just was out there at one of his shows the other day, right. and fucking... You know, like, huge, I, I, the, the fucking, I think it was uh, one of the dudes that's on uh, Magic Ninja's crew, he uh, posted a video from the stage, and fucking massive venue, and just a thousand lights, Jelly Roll is more famous than anybody from our scene has ever been, or probably will ever be, he's literally, like, as a country musician, he won three awards that are basically the Oscars of country music. And he did that. The Oscars of country music. No, wait, what else? The, the, the Grammys of country music. <laughs> I know. Fucking that's, whatever. That's just a hell of a phrase. Well, because the Oscars are, so, are like, I don't know. I would think an Oscar is, or is, or, I don't know, or, or an Oscar and a Grammy on the same level. I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> the fucking Jelly Roll did that. Yeah. And he was for sure, like, it's funny watching bitter juggalos. I love when bitter juggalos are like, we knew first. Like, Okay, good for you. So the fuck what? Like, I remember... It's funny. I remember meeting Jelly Roll. And that happened with Tech 9 if you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure, for sure. But with Jelly Roll, that's kind of my point. Jelly Roll has become famous in a way that Tech 9 even has. Jelly Roll has become famous in a way that from the underground, nobody. Nobody has been that famous. Like, basically, tell me somebody from the underground that won a Grammy. I don't think anybody has yet. Yo, and Jelly Roll is actually in the running for that kind of shit for country music. Because for country music, that's what he's doing. Like, he's just... He, he does still do rap shit here and there, and he still fucks with rappers, like you can tell, based on the way that he moves. But, like, he is for sure... And it's like, again, this is one of the things that I love about Juggalo shit, is the fact that... It just, it, it really is so amorphous that it can go fucking anywhere. And it's like, if you're open-minded and you're willing to actually like, anybody, Ari the Rugged Man is a perfect example. Anybody that actually gets close enough to the culture to really look at it and see what's going on, always comes away from it like, yeah, there's more going on and there. And when he fucking put out, because I'm a big IRA fan, oh, he I had an album called Die Rugged Man Die, which was his last, like, big effort until then he went into obscurity for a long time for and sure. then came back. But, like, off that album, he had, uh, like, a slight diss kind of towards him. It wasn't really a diss, it was just that, like... He felt this. Wasn't that the one with the video where he's like Jive Records and Insane Clown Posse? What they got to what they what they want to do with me? Well, what the line is is he talks about how um, he got signed with a bunch of white rappers in fucking. Uh, in yeah, 95. no, I remember yeah, that specifically. Yeah. That was in the video. They had guys dressed, dressed as like ICP, ICP in and that he video. didn't like being compared to them and kind of wrote them off like the rest of the world. And you know what's funny is I feel like because Sam 
got us. We booked RA, as you know, like. Rocking was, the Yettyville hoodie, which I just want to. Shout out Sam, to Sam. Nah, Sam for sure. Us up with Block and all kinds of. Nah, things, Sam has you know, always like, been. Anytime I've ever. Those guys. You know, anytime I've ever. He'll never listen to this, but fucking. Nah, he, no, you know what? Maybe, but I will say <laughs> if that Sam listens to this, then inbox me saying I listen to the Juggalo podcast. Yeah, no, true indeed. Fair enough. Well, but so he worked like. With that world, he was like I the said, fucking and Joe fucking... Rogan experience with Vinny Paz, man. Oh shit! Yeah, that he fucking... wasn't on that. He was waiting in the green room, but he. No, I got you. He I know what with with JMT anytime. No, I know. All of those. But, and this is what I was gonna guys. say is that out of every interaction I've ever had with him, yeah, he's always been super solid with me. Yeah. And for most people that are at that level, that I usually get written off by people like yeah. that. And he was always super cool. I wonder what happened between him and Ron. Shout out to someone who'll never listen to this as well forever, man. These are all juggalo. I, no, I mean, maybe he would. I don't all know. All juggalo fucking... artists. But, like, yeah. In any case, um... Well, no, but you want to know what, man? So, so like, to bring it back to the to this record and hip-hop artists, it was really cool and showed their, like, marketability and... The Versatility. Versatility and also uh, their, um, you know, their business acumen to get, like, to spend all their time and budget and shit on the hottest local artists around them at the time, Esham and Kid Rock. For one song that's I think pretty fucking horrendous, and which then one, one that? which one do you think, dude? I would assume is that you. Uh, well, all right, no, knowing you, it says that you. Yes. All right, that's taste fair. is nasty. No, uh, it is. Know. No, listen, I, I, I even that... like Jump Steady's album because he uh, uh, his verse on that. You know what no, I mean? First I of all, Jump Steady's verse. No, verse. No, I the, Jump Steady. I would be willing to bet for sure wrote that verse because. He was much more. See, stiff. I, dude, like, I don't that's think that, that. That's the charm of this album too. Is these guys, you can hear the inexperience. He had just come back like, from fucking war. Exactly. Man. Like, yeah, but you can hear. Jump the, steady, bro. I have so much fucking respect for that man. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and then he left and how, became an EMT for a while, and then came back again. Like, fucking. Well, no, but just the idea that he is always. There is no way. That he does not. I mean, look, I haven't gone that deep into it because I've tried to, but it never really hooked me. I like Morton's list. I know that it was a, a, a group I know, effort, but I, whenever that, I you know, how whenever I re- that book is whenever I like, re- if I get to lift the retire, of dedication. Yeah, if I get to lift the retire, I'll, I'll spend my my you know golden years doing Morton's. I list. see. That's I need to. I don't even own a copy of it. I really should. It's probably really expensive. I imagine it's very expensive at this but, point. And when it was available, I didn't really. I was a kid smoking. No, because you want and bro, that's kind of my thing. Is that like I literally. It's the kind of thing that just, it, it just almost defies explanation of the level to which... Well, all these guys were All of the things that they've it, you know? created. Well, no, that's my... It's, po- not, it's not just Jay, and he would tell you that. Too. No, I know, you know but... Like, it, this it, is, it was the whole squad, you know? No, and by really the way, this, you know? I will also say, I think that it's one of the really fucking crazy double-edged blades of the Juggalo world is that woven directly into the lore and the magic of it in a sense because it's woven into the lyrics of a lot of the albums is the homies so there was always this huge incentive for a certain kind of person to try to be part of the inner circle so that you could be like part of the lyrics part of the fucking everybody 
like would want you know wants to be a part of. You want to be Nate the Mac or Tom Dub or exactly. fucking Rude Boy. Which and it's funny because I gotta tell you, it is definitely understandable. Where at the very least, from an artist point of view, and it felt great when you were a kid. I remember my first show, Hell's Pit, getting Rude Boy's autograph. Oh yeah, and asking oh, him bro. about when's JCW Four coming out. At the first fucking show I ever went it to, it didn't come out. Boy, by the way, uh, no, this is true. But a bunch of other JCW shit. Oh yeah, for sure. I fell out of it. There's probably a million JCWs that came out. I'd be curious to find out what Dude, JCW's I know representation they, actually was at this point. They put out a bunch of DVDs, but like I'm talking about the original, nearly the original three. Oh yeah, JCW one, two, and three. Oh, of course. I was waiting for the fourth one because they they had advertised it, I believe, like many things, you know. Yeah, but, I, but dude, like that's kind of the thing though is that Jay definitely like, and this is kind of the point. Waiting on I that mean, Crime Family album from Legs Diamond. Having everybody around, it's like, I I feel like it's weird where. I wonder what level of involvement everybody actually has in, let's call it, the logistical process of making something happen because... I believe it's probably a funnel, and they probably have refined it to down to a, a few people, the main one probably being Rob. Because no, like, whenever I just, ICP Network, I know you didn't watch that a lot, but that was the biggest behind the curtain of like, oh, this is God. how this shit oh, wow. functions. Man, I tried to get you into this. No, shit, I like, know. Hey, listen, man. Know, I quite you got a lot going on at the time, though. Nothing for nothing. I no. Well, pff, still got a lot going on. But but no, that was it. When you really seen it, and they did break down in many interviews over the course of the year or two that they did do that because they were also not running out of shit, but kind of running out of shit after a while because they couldn't every night couldn't be the huge. No, and you want to know what though? Thing. It's also sad. I gotta so tell you dope. where I believe that it was all really dope content. My thing is that. I wonder if it's the fact that they just wanted to occupy the space, or if it's they felt like they had to. I think both. I think that they've relied on... To First, it was CD sales, then that went away. Bro, then it was I've, still I've told the story. Then that went away. Then the Gathering 2, all of it, 2020. And they like kind of looked at what they had, and they were like, we've always been innovators of the internet. And if you're an old-school juggalo, that is an absolute oh, truth. Gigantic, you know I mean? enormous, like, irrefutable one the, facts. One of the first like, subcultures oh, no, absolutely. really dominating oh, the internet. Oh, you know, like, Bro, that's how I... That's literally my entire life story. First that is my life story to a fucking T. Is that juggalos were on the internet a lot, and so was I. <laughs> and I would... No, bro, I would go to fucking Yo, mini gatherings in first, Arizona. I would fucking meet juggalos in Colorado. I would meet juggalos everywhere I fucking went. Philadelphia, anywhere. It was people that I had communicated with on the internet. At horrorcore.com. That's where fucking... And horrorcore.com spawned Hobson. Horrorcore.com spawned fucking... Jelly Roll might have even fucking been in there, quite frankly. He was written up. Dude, he was rapping from fucking long enough. No, I know, yeah. And, and, no, and you want to know what? Even if Jelly Roll wasn't in there, Psycho Jesus was. And Psycho Jesus was fucking... He don't rap no more, but he was gang deep in Juggalo culture for a long fucking time. Oh, yeah, time. I know. Like, Too strange, deep. all that All shit. that shit. Like, bro, I think that... And it's just crazy that, like... And again, this is one of the things where it's going to be difficult for us to, like... Because we can go through the songs real quick like as far as what they are in order but we're just on some juggalo shit and we have enough to talk about it where we, that's why we're going in so many different directions but like i look at what juggalo culture has become and it's crazy that carnival of carnage was what created it because they really did just improve from there 
because I do absolutely think that in some way every album is better than the last. I don't think that every album that they've made they've gotten better, but I do believe that in every album in some way they have gotten better or done something that they hadn't well, done it's before. Well, it's interesting you say that because like, I, I just read this the chapter in the Rick Rubin book talking about how artists, you know, it's like a it's a time stamp, a reflection of your mindset you know what i mean oh, yeah. at that time who oh yeah you were oh a thousand percent what the culture was all i've of said that. bro i've said that a so million it times it, you can't really look at it like this like linear it's good then it's bad it's good then you know it it, it is what it is you know what i mean oh bro because to, for us to say because guess what you know uh lost is somebody's fucking riddle box you know, missing link, lost, no, bro, or whatever. That's one of those things where I, that's really why, like, you know, like that's some kids like that's learned exactly how to live again why off of that. That, you know, that like, bro, I agree. That's what it's all about, you know. And that is exactly why I am so tired of everybody talking shit about a fucking the second deck and b Ouija Mac in Chapter Seventeen because I get that a lot of people don't like Ouija Mac's music. I am not particularly a fan of his style of rapping right now. But I am very conflicted in that because on my life, Swag 2 for some of the best shit I ever listened to, and I mourn that group's fucking demise. Well, you know, it's, you know, yeah, Swag 2. Dead York, I know bullshit. There was a period of time after it came out when I was Ubering, and I would be like, you remember when I was doing fucking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit? Every single night, and I swear to God I'm not making this up, I would listen to first. I would listen to the, um, the I can't remember. It's the story of something that that Jay Z did, mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, I'm super white, so I'm sorry if I'm lame for that, cause like, for the hook basically. But and I wasn't singing it, cause I can't. Cause I'm fucking white. But the track is super real. He's talking about like maintaining wealth, like talking about like copping a building for a million dollars, whereas like I could have bought it, but I didn't. Now it's worth 25 million. Like crazy shit. And it was a dope song. But then I would listen to Dead York until I got back to my house. And I remember doing a show with fucking, it was Swagtooth, Scum, um, Oh, I think Spaz did that So Yeah, he might even put that show together. I can't remember if, if uh, fucking Lex did that show or... There was a good amount of people there. Danny Diablo was there that night. Okay. Super cool dude. Um, it was at the Lucky 13 Bar and Saloon where fucking... Uh, there was a chick stripping fucking... Uh, I can, I, she did a move where it's like, I understand why men can fall in love with strippers because I saw that and I was like, I will follow you anywhere. But, of course drove home. In any case, fucking Swagtube, I remember watching them perform, and to me, one of the coolest things was, as soon as they started, Ouija just fucking started, like, wild. And there wasn't a ton of people there. There was a few, but not a whole lot of people. Like, an underground special. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And what I loved about it was the fact that it didn't matter that there wasn't that, that many people. It was like, no, you're still getting the show. And I just, it irks me that, because again, I'm not really a big fan of Ouija's music specifically. Like lately, I watch all the videos that he puts out because again, it's Juggalo shit and I will give all Juggalo shit its day in court, more or less. But most of the songs that I hear 
some of the older ones I liked a little bit more, like Body Drop is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, I don't necessarily get down with a lot of it. However, the fact that anything that Ouija's doing right now, any of it, if you look at it, he goes hard for Juggalo shit. He's saying Juggalo all over everything. And at that point, if you look up Juggalo on Google, Ouija's not going to be the first thing that comes up. So, by he doing what he's doing, he's creating his own lane for his own thing, and he's like doing his own kind of music, but he is getting people interested in ICP that would otherwise never have checked it out, because a lot of the people that, you know, like, that kind of music, it doesn't necessarily, like, Suicide Boys fans probably aren't going to listen to ICP. Yeah. I think, which is so fucking ironic because Suicide Boys fans are jugglers for this age. Yeah. It's irrefutable. I'm not hearing anything else. Because I understand that they don't want to be hardcore, and that's fine. Hardcore, in a lot of senses, is fucking lame. So, and I say that as a hardcore artist in many ways. It'll never be anything as special as juggalo shit because there is oh I don't disagree with that there is it's almost too big to be able to there I would say certainly because there's a certain moral barometer that we've like seen in place you know what I'm saying that those scenes don't have it's just excess to death and you know so that's kind of the problem though is that the juggalo scene is that in a lot of ways like, there is almost excess to death. It's kind of... Put it to you like this. If there is and there isn't, though. Let me put it to you this way. There's no if they juggalo... Were still doing, if they were still doing gatherings it, at Hog Rock, I think shit would still be just as lawless as it ever was. I think they'll Legend always, Valley is a little I bit think, more, like... I think by the nature of the law of the lore, that they'll... It's... it's there's always going to be, like, groups like the Juggalos for Jesus and those Which guys is dope. Who, like, I love seeing those people in the, the fucking and gathering. And now years. that recovery group, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's something you're not going to no, see. No, and I see people you're promoting that You're not going to see that at a fucking uh, Suicide Boys concert. You might see, like, the event, the festival might put on, like, a first aid tent Hey, you want to know like what? That. This is what Maybe I Maybe you will. I'm not in that scene. So no, I but listen, I you. will only say this because I did take... Well, so I went to one show, but it didn't happen at that one. At the second show where I went with my... Well somebody from my family in a, or wasn't my family that so the, the scrim actually like towards the end of the show like basically like stopped the music and took time to be like this shit is like we do this shit for people to deal with like mental illness and addiction and like that feel like they ain't got nobody to fucking cause that's the whole thing like again we were talking about this before authenticity always wins and fucking they were able to hit this groove and do it in a way where it resonated with the youth. But what they're talking about is this side of the world that's always existed. And the way that ICP did it, I think that it was a little bit more... I do think that there is a bit more substance to it, if only based on the nature of their fucking delivery of lyrics. Whereas, you know, Suicide Boys are dope, but it is much more like, you know mumble rappy kind of like I don't I don't think Suicide Boys is mumble rap don't let me you know I'm not saying that but I do think that they have more of that like repetitive flow whereas it's more one dimensional I'm not gonna lie to you and that's kind of my point is that well I don't know if you look deeply enough into it I think that there is a lot of art in what Suicide Boys does but we're definitely getting 
off track on that, which is funny because Suicide Boys have played The Gathering, and Suicide Boys are definitely... Suicide Boys were another group where, again, Juggalos are amorphous. We listen to all kinds of different shit because ICP has always done different kinds of shit. And, you know, it's so funny. Like Assassins? Assassins is a thousand percent a track, which I know it's a cover, by the way. But yeah, the, the Assassins oh, is still... That, that's an alley we have to go down. A thousand this, uh, percent this, uh, the kind of track that you could see somebody like City Moore doing. Yeah, because Assassins <coughs> is Ghetto Boys, which is oh, the yeah. foundation of oh, absolutely. Isham. Because Isham, literally, one of his lines that ha- is he's repeated his whole career, because Isham does that a lot, and it's part of his style, is uh, where he talks about like rigor mortis... Uh, um, her body froze. I slit her throat, watch her shake till her eyes close. That's a flip on a ghetto boys line where Willie D's like right. spread her legs and then I slit her throat, gave her a rose, watch her shake until her eyes close. Right, right, right. So, like, and that's a big hip hop thing. Oh, yeah, oh, for that. sure. Like, that's, oh, yeah. That's like a huge thing. And it's, it's a very fine line between. And that you could argue this is like and this is the album like where did ICP bite or did they just like acknowledge because like Isham put out the homie the homie don't play right right homie don't play right right and um and then they looked at that and like Jay literally he makes no qualms about it he was like I'm gonna take that and fucking make it into something else well but so apparently. I had never known this. Scribble put me onto this actually. Was uh, Jamtown? I never put much thought into who that was. Now I'm sleeping in the gutter, right next to Jamtown's mother. Yeah. I never really put much thought into who Jamtown was. Yeah, I don't know who that. Who is that? Well, so apparently he was this dude. He was like a Detroit rap, maybe OG. I'm not. Again, I don't know the story, but this is what he put me onto. Was. Jamtown was somebody from that era who apparently he had some kind of motif where he had clowns come on stage with him to some Ah. extent. And there was some kind of debate about whether or not ICP was biting that as well. Yeah. And again, my thing is this. I think that with what was going on at the time, Jay was always such an outspoken fan and supporter of Isham, and then eventually working with him, and then working with him. Not even eventually, like, like immediately yeah, working no. with him. And, and the whole time being honest, like, I am taking this directly from you. And then Isham, that's why they have such a unique relationship. Isham literally dissed Jay on Tongues, I think is the album. Uh, and then, you want like, to know what? See, here's the problem with that. I really, because I've always thought this, but I haven't really said it that many times. I really... I think that when he says I he said I'm two-faced like Joe Bruce. Yeah. I'm two-faced. So I'm already saying that I'm doing what you're doing. <laughs> Number 1. So if I'm talking shit, I'm talking shit about myself. Dude, but this is the more important they part. They just always had such no, a but headbutting li- All right, yeah. My no, and I agree. And I'm going to make a point to that in a second, but Jay does have two faces. Yeah. He has the face that he shows his friends and family. And he's got the pain. Yeah. Like, tell that that's fucking just straight up it's reality. Yeah. And so, and again, the fact that he said it that way, I think that they've probably had the conversation at this point. 
and I'm sure they're well past it, especially if they're on tour right now. I'm and not to mention, I don't know if yeah, they're I think they're putting out an album too. I don't know if they. That would be fucking amazing. Yo, I swear, I. I I'd a, love. To, I would so fucking post, love to see that happen. I've seen a post saying that Jay, Esham, and Ouija are putting out a three-headed monster album, and it's coming out like Thursday. That's I would why be. They put together this. Well, let me tour. tell you this. I would be curious to see because this is kind of my thing about Ouija. I know he can rap. He's got so many dope tracks on Swagtooth, or from Swagtooth, where lyrically he went fucking super hard. And now I like, I feel like it's kind of a shame that you don't hear as much of that, but he's, he's got the chops, he can do it. And so I'd be very curious to see where, did you see the new shit from uh, Free Will with Esham and Jay? No. So it's called Godzilla, which is interesting. They're also on the tour with uh, Darby and fucking... Oh, who the fuck is the last person on that goddamn tour? Fuck. I'd have to look it up. But, um... Which I will look it up before we're done, just to, you know, just to fucking clarify that. But, um... I'd be very curious to see the three of them collaborate because those are three very distinctly different styles. So, yeah, that's why I want So to I would be too. very curious to see what that album sounds like specifically. But I will also say, having listened to Godzilla from uh, uh, fucking, again, Free Will uh, and Jay and Isham. First of all, Free Will is dope as fuck. Like, I don't know. You're probably not terribly familiar with them. No. But, so they're from New York. And I think they might be from Long Island. I'm not certain. But... They've been dope since fucking forever. They were down with the, like, um, I think Demigods, Snow Goons. Like, okay. they were rolling with Sean Strange. Fucking uh, Meth Mouth and Mage Mortician. All right. And those dudes can fucking rap like crazy. Like, I remember the line from Nose Candy where fucking, I wish I could remember the setup, but he said, if I want to cross the line, I'll snort cocaine off a crucifix. No. That's such a fucking dope line where it's just like, wait a minute, hold on. We run that back. And the video especially is wild. Like they got a girl with the fucking the metal thing holding oh, his mouth what? open. And fucking uh there's a chick there's a pregnant chick with a fucking pentagram on her stomach. Yeah. And it fucking blowing uh he's blowing weed smoke on her stomach while they're doing the yeah. fucking and this was dude, I'm telling you this was like fifteen years ago. Wow. And so they're still and their shit's dope now still. But like so you want to know what he's motioning out i assume that he has to take a piss that's right and i actually need to go grab the weed so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back it is runs indeed from insa medical in ava um but so yeah we are back Thank you for uh, allowing us to break there. So listen, I know that this has been all the fuck over the place, and we don't want to get this going too, too far. You know, we don't need to be making fucking two-hour episodes every goddamn time. So I will um, run... To, we're going to try to run down the actual fucking track list here and uh, just kind of go over shit a little bit so as to actually be able to call this a Carnival of Carnage review episode. Sure. So, I mean, again, this is the good thing, though, is that we can always just do this with fucking 
pretty much any topic because we can just fucking there's so much to fucking talk about I really three-headed monster tour everybody that's on there uh, I uh, I think that shit's super dope I think it's gonna be a really good tour I know that's what we were just talking about that's why I'm bringing it up again but um I also want to go on record that Darby O'Trill has the best fucking name in the underground. His music is dope, like, you know, what I've heard I like, but fucking Darby O'Trill is the best fucking name I've ever heard. I'm just going to put that out there. Because I, I assume most people probably don't know what Darby O'Gill is, and that's fine, but for that reason alone, it's just, ah, fucking, it's so goddamn clever. And he's been doing this shit forever. I remember hearing that name so fucking long ago. Like, he's been doing this shit a long time. It's good to see him fucking... Like, he's almost certainly going to be the next dude on Chapter 17. But that's a different story entirely. Um, so, we already kind of talked about the intro on Carnival of Carnage. So, the juggler... Like, do you think that, it, that that's actually how it happened coming up with Juggalo? Was that they would do the juggler and then it just kind of organically happened randomly? Like... It sounds like it. Um, because it really is a word that they just completely created. You know what I mean? Like The, the only other uh, uh, one I'm trying to think of is... Jiggalo, you didn't know? Exactly. I always kind of thought... I always, wondered, yeah, I always wondered about that's that. That's on Redneck Co., yes, right? Correct. Yes, correct. So that could be the real origin there. You know what I mean? There is a lot of kayfabe when it comes to ICP. <sighs> Oh, yes. We all know that. Oh, you better believe it. But, uh, because I don't think that album was, um, like, they didn't start really doing too many shows until (laughs) after that album was done. Um, You want to know what? No, I think that they were doing not a ton, maybe, but they did some. Because if you remember from Behind the Paint, they got the fucking pictures, and they talk about where they did the show to college. But then they just did it to the fucking lunchroom. Yeah, they and they but they were playing off of the uh, the inner city. They were rapping over the inner city. Yeah, because they were recording the album. So you're right. Yeah. So I guess the question would be like if they were rapping, if the if the album wasn't finished yet and they were doing shows and playing the juggler, did they come up with it organically live or was it in the studio right. with uh, Redneck Co? Well, that was also the same thing with Fago, kind of. One of the things that I think is so great that about... I think, I think that story rings true. Oh, no, I absolutely you know. believe that that's true. Not even, not even slightly think that it's not. But I think that it is one of those things that just... That's what makes... First of all, it's what makes an ICP show an ICP show. But second of all, I think that it's just one of those kinds of things where it's really great where so many things about ICP's origin, where it all comes from and where it all breaks down to, it exists in the ether. It's like, it's not, it's almost, it really is like, almost like magic. There's no verification of it. There's no like... It's chaos magic at its absolute oh, finest. a thousand percent. They, I like, that's, make, a, that's a good way of saying it. You make a actually. sigil, right? You're like, here's the hatchet, here's the fucking Joker's card, and then we bring the people together, we sing the song, and then X happens. And then all of a sudden, that X factor defines an era or an album or a whatever. You know what I mean? And it only happens with all these pieces put together. And that, you know, it's very interesting because, you know, the 17 copies being sold, like, Butterfly, all of it, dude. Like, it all... It I gotta all... tell you, that's one thing that I actually, like... 
I really never thought that much about it because I, I don't know if they continue to dedicate the second deck to the butterfly or not. I don't remember. That's, uh, yo, that's that's like how when you get, you, you turn into an adult when you don't taste the uh, Kix flavors anymore. Or well, but it's the not, well, no, it's like, uh, I haven't uh, checked. No, I, no, you, you want know, to know like, what? That's why when I was younger, I always checked for those things. And, no, uh, the, I, I know what you're talking about, but no, it's not even that. It's like, listen, dude, for certain people at a certain point, if you still believe fully, fully in the magic and only the magic at our age, that's almost like, how are you living, how are you able to fucking like hold a job? <laughs> but at the same time, I would never in a million fucking years ever say, I would that, say, ever say, say that the magic ain't real because the I magic say, is the realest thing that I've ever fucking, yo, I would, why do you think I'm still doing this I shit? would say the same thing if you were into reading scripture, dude. You know what I mean? If you buy into every single fucking line, you know, I mean, yeah, there is definitely something to that, and that's kind of the funny thing where take the overall theme and run with it. However, well, but so you okay, may. so here's the funny thing though, because let's also be real here. For all of the amazement and all of the magic, if we're talking about the dark carnival and the real carnival, then there's definitely a lot of grime there. And I gotta tell you, this album definitely does show it because if we're being for real. You could make the argument within fucking the first two albums that these men fucking hate women. Yeah. So like, <laughs> no, dude, come on. It well, is black some, in your eyes, is bro. I also, by the way, it goes to show, and I wish that I had fucking asked because I wanted to at the fucking uh, Aquatine thing that they did in Boston just the other day. Me and Chris went to that, and it was so sad because one person walked up for a question. And then I thought to myself, I can get up and go to, no one's getting up. I can, I can go and do this. I can go and ask a question. And I was going to ask the question, who on, who in fucking William Street is the Juggalo? Or the former Juggalo? Because the, the shit that y'all have done is not somebody from outside of the culture. Y'all get it. So, like, who was it? Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, I'm not mad. I would love to know. Because this is, I like, all right, drag him by the merch tent? Like, no. One of y'all has been to the gathering. Like, who was it? And so, I, but... It was literally just the fucking, and I don't want to be a jerk, but like, oh my lord, just kids walking up like a kid did a fucking meatwad impression. Oh my lord. Didn't even fucking ask a question. It's like, I understand that you kids fucking love this shit so dearly, but like, these aren't, like, again, I just don't want to be mean. I don't want to fucking call them, like, (laughs) uh, autistic. Anyway, fucking, I just black in your eyes the fact that they use that song in the Aqua Teen episode although I will say the first lyrics that they give are from Bring It On yeah so there is that which it's also which also like, shows you how deep they went they at least went through fucking one to five you know to... well no but again I genuinely believe that and again no, I'm just being facetious dude I've watched a lot of William Street shit and super jailed as boondocks paints on the wall oh, yeah. you know what I mean that's pretty deep well yeah but I like, think that well yeah but I think that was just the dude from Titmouse yeah I think that was just that guy and I don't know that he like cause no they did the super jail that was a big thing when it came out but by the way I also think that that's one of the things about being a juggalo that's kind of cool is even if it's like getting shit on getting a nod from like popular culture has always been kind of cool right yeah and I think that again it's just crazy with like Carnival of Carnage created that's why it's like 
it's hard to just review the album because again i'm sorry for me a lot of the songs are like they're good but they're not like amazing like first day out i don't know that that's the song that i you know it's cool as a part of juggle of history that was the one that fucking you know Dude, first day out is hilarious no first day out is a good no listen First Day Out is good in that way, but to that end, that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't know if it was the song that I would have chosen that they cover. I think Dead Body Man was a better call on that. Dead Body Man is a much more, just the fucking rhythm and the beat are amazing, but in any case. When you say, are we talking about when Twisted covered it? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Blaze did Dead Body Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, Twisted did First Day Out, yeah. which, same kind of thing where just, you know, he didn't change much, but he changed enough. And I think that, like, I will also say, one of the things ICP did, which I'm not like a hip-hop historian, so I don't know that as many people did it back then, but one of the things that ICP has always done is kind of just stop rapping for a sec and then just kind of talk some shit or just do something. Maybe a middle, like a mini skit in the middle of a song. So, Joe, uh, what is it that you do for a living? Oh, come on, Pops. I know you've seen me slanging rocks down there on Verner and Springwell. Matter of fact, I think I sold to that fat bitch in the kitchen. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh, uh -huh. they do that shit all the time. Yeah. And that was, again, that was another one of these things where just, like, Joanna, fuck, man, fuck this. I'm out here with the Junebugs and out here shit. With, out here with the, no, Junebugs. Oh, the oh, June I'm bugs. out here with the Junebugs and shit. Keep it down on, hey, hey, man, fuck you. Like, just... And it, I will also the uh, the fucking the poetry one is my other favorite fucking from a smidgen from my eye. And I said to my little friend, "Get the fuck off me, bug!" Yeah. Thank you. Like, and that's kind of the thing is where it's like it is just absolutely ridiculous and it's just goofy and it's funny in that moment. But that's one of these things that irks me about fucking people looking at ICP like it's just fucking sophomore bullshit. Like they really don't understand how much like even just something like that it really absolutely is because people don't necessarily want to look that deeply into it mm. but like the poetry world it, yeah, that's a gonna, thing it, I was gonna say that's you know, a thing that's literally Jay worked at all kinds of jobs and I feel that a thousand percent oh, yeah. I've had like 30 fucking jobs and yeah. being around certain Several. open mics there is some dumbass fucking. Oh, dude, mics, I've seen know? some like, weird shit in my life. And, and, Good lord. And like, you know, I don't know. I think. But it's, no, I, my I think point it, is it's just that it's, it's just that's why you know to harken back to my weird Al comparison. Uh, even something that's like satire or silly, uh, intentionally, you know, you gotta realize that there is thought being put into it. There is some execution. There is some art to it. You know what I mean? And you know. It wouldn't be, uh, you know, a million-dollar fucking franchise that came afterwards if it wasn't some kind of something uh, resonating there oh, for dude, a sustained it's... thirty fucking years. You know what I mean? Like, oh, a thousand and in the pop culture zeitgeist and all that. But what track are we on to now? <laughs> Just because it is time. No, fair enough. All right. So I mean, listen, we can just let's just run through it. Because again, there's that it's hard. Oh, yeah, I believe that it is. And even if it's not, we can fucking pack it again. Beautiful. But no, so like, listen, y'all. Frankly, if you're a juggalo, then you already kind of know about um, most of this shit as far as as far as like the tracks on Carnival Carnage. But 
Like, well, another, another to touch on it, if you if you guys out there haven't seen the meme, I'm sure you probably have if you're listening to Juggalo News. Um, Juggalo Podcast. Juggalo, on Juggalo Podcast News. On Juggalo News. Shout out. Um, but the um, the meme where it's, it shows that the Wayne brothers are actually the fathers of the whole Juggalo world <laughs> because they came out with the sketch Homie, Homie the, the Clown, clown yeah. and then Isham did that kind of as a joke and then Jay was like yo I'm dead ass running with that for the rest of my life and then most black people I imagine looked at that and was like are you really fucking kidding me you oh, know yeah, what no, I mean oh, like, for sure no I can tell you pretty much anybody that I ever knew from the hood <laughs> once they knew I listened to ICP was like fucking all those guys that are uh, beefing with Eminem, but no, I will. I think it's interesting because Eminem was starting to. But yeah, no Damon, no Wayans brothers, no ICP kid. Oh yeah, no, that's no, a, no that, Jim, Ca- no Jim Carrey either. Yeah, no Jim Carrey. Yeah, he might have made it eventually, yeah, but I don't know. Not. I think so many of his characters, that's what got him Ace Ventura. A thousand percent, yeah. So, there is that. Yeah. But, so you want to know what, because we've already talked about a bunch of these tracks, like, it's such a shame, because so many of these tracks are dope, but like I was saying, so many are, like, Redneck Ho is like, it's cool, like, it's alright, beat's kind of good, but... He literally, at the end of the song, says, "Why don't we take her behind a tree and rape her ass?" Like, God damn, that shit was fucking rough. I even remember as a kid hearing that, and being like, "Wow, that's like, that feels extreme." But I don't know. It was also the other thing, though, is that legit with not only black in your eyes, but also I'm pretty sure it's on Beverly Kills, um, the fucking Dear ICP. Yeah. They they repeatedly advocate for fucking beating just your start, girlfriend. Just like fucking smack her with a frying pan. Yeah, ba- just beat the fuck out of your girl. Like just that's you know what I mean. If your girl cheats pull on some, you, just beat her ass. Some soda on her asshole. Yeah. And uh, punch her in the face. That's well, I was gonna say the first part of that's all right, but <laughs> punch her in the face unless she's into it, which some girls are. But even though that I you know I've heard this argument though, like even if a girl wants you to punch her in the face, like probably still shouldn't. Yeah. Like tricky area. That is yeah. You know, no, it really is. Especially, it's hard to, you better get fucking her on video beforehand. Like, because when you have a fucking black eye, people are going to be like, what the fuck happened to you? We're like, listening to Carnival Carnage and I just blacked out. No, I know. And then she blackened my eyes. That's exactly what happened. Bitchy, bitchy ho. She was calling me, she made her you call me John Kick Jazz. Now, and you want to know what? That was, the, that was what was like, that's why you know that somebody from fucking somebody somehow if from the culture or at least adjacent to it and aware of it in a real way like the fact that Shaggy was in the fucking courtroom fill your head full of lead because I want you dead freak girly girly bitch you fucking freaky bitch <laughs> and then you got fucking space ghost George, I can't, fucking, why can't I think of his exact name? I have his fucking, I have his autograph in the other room. Um, Space Ghost, anyway. Fucking, now what could be offensive about that? (laughs) I mean, that's deplorable. Like, we also spit fire. (laughs) No further questions. 
Hey, like, you wanna know what? Whoever did the sound mixing totally fucked it up. No, I know where they. Purpose. Oh one yeah, no, I. It's oh, one or the other. I think that no, completely it's, intentional or a fuck up. I think that it probably was like, cause they got they got it right when they did the uh, Sammy the Gerbil and his Muffin Adventure. They got that right. So like, I yeah, I really do think that. Just for and the fact that they would have used something from that era, which I'm gonna tell you a funny story. The copy of Carnival of Carnage that I had for most of my life. Yeah. It did not have um fucking Night of the Axe or Black in Your Eyes on it. See, that's what I was gonna talk about is why this has uh, such a uh, sentimental value. Cause one of my friends who's a couple years older than me after like many people did when the sixth came out he was like i'm out and then gave me all of his old cassettes and he gave me the blue carnival uh, carnage that fucking had black in your eyes right, and right, right, right. Axe on it yeah so i had the carnival carnage, yeah mine was the, the island ring. re-release i had the gold ringmaster tape and uh Fucking, I think the regular uh, riddle. I box. had an orange riddle box. Oh, that's nasty. On my life, bro. That's I remember nasty. that shit specifically because I remember the tape got fucked up and I couldn't use it anymore. And so then I ended up losing my tapes over the years. Yeah. But I remember having that orange fucking cassette. And then I remember seeing him in the fucking behind the paint, like, what? That was real. I thought they just all looked like that. Yo, but, yeah, Tunnel Love oh, was man. pink. That was my. Oh, I actually don't. That was I the never first saw those. CP tape that I bought was. Uh, now you want to know what? I'm pretty sure I had those. Somebody dubbed them for me. Yeah. Because I had them on cassette. I remember that. But Tunnel of Love, I don't think I actually had the cassette. I, I'm pretty sure I got it from somebody. Oh, I can't wait till we do the EP episodes. No, I know, right? They're so fucking good. Where like, it's funny too because I'm pretty sure none of the acts is on fucking Beverly Hills, isn't it? No. Really, it's not? No. They do repeat things here and there. But oh, okay. All right. No, Beverly Kills, there's no repeat songs. Oh, fair enough. You My bad, then. You're thinking a dead body man on Terror Wheel. Well, no, that's, well, no, that's, I mean, I for sure remember that, but, um, all right, no, and again, I totally, because again, I do, for, for what it represents and what it is, I do love Carnival of Carnage, but it's just not... It wasn't the album that hit hard with me. Like, I'll tell you right now, Ringmaster, I listened to way more. Like, I would listen to Ringmaster in my current rotation, whereas I listen to Carnival of Carnage to refresh myself with it every once in a while. I got you, yeah. I'm not a, it's just not an album that I like to bump. Yeah, it's something and, I... And honestly, if we're being real here, Ringmaster, technically, from a technical point of view, is eons above, is eons past fucking Carnival well, of Carnage. Well, also, like, you gotta realize... When they did that, that's when they moved into the fun house. They were at Mikey Clock's house, and now he's invested into their sound. Right. He's not just getting paid track by track and like feeling their sound. And no, like, I get you. Now I see what you're he's also a little earlier in the fucking. Although Mikey Clark is such a fucking genius. Are you kidding me, dude? Holy the shit, way he like... carved out a literal style. You know what I oh, mean? Oh no, dude! Like, I know. It's like I'm not fucking. Uh, his his ability to fucking just create a project is like is is pretty legendary. 
Yeah. It's like... And that's why I read It's Night and Day from Convo Connors Dream Master. Oh, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's, it's recorded in a whole different place and a whole different process is happening. I know? will say, I think it's cool that Wizard of the Hood ended up becoming something bigger. Same thing with Night of the X, you know? I don't think... Cause, and that's, well, uh, Night of the back. X, didn't that just kind of become a motif as far as Night of the... It, is that and, what you mean? Yeah, and I and right. I, I really no, because I fuck with that. I, I really, really with that. truly think though that they just pulled back into the bag of tricks at, in, at the. Uh, well, no, because they he says it night of the forty four. So I think that like when it was time to do the six. Oh well, no, like, you want to know what? No, so that was night of the forty four. No, that was I remember. No, bro, I remember that being a thing where they talked about. Oh, he did Night of the Axe, and they're gonna do Night of the Forty Four yeah. on Hell's Pit. Yeah, and then, then Night they've got Night. You want to know what? That's a song that had to grow on me to a point I where love I've Night seen it. Chainsaw. I've seen it live, and I didn't appreciate it. I like the but, three six remixes even better, dude. Oh, three six remix Night of the Chainsaw. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yo, the death, I've listened to that, but I don't Death remember Pop, that. Dude, Death Pop is so good. No, dude, listen. All of the albums associated. No, to it bro, I listened to. I like an ultimate mock saying that. You may have seen. No, listen. You really may have good. seen me say it on fucking uh, Facebook, however long ago. But once I finally listened to Freaky Tales. Dude, it was one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. Well, you can't fuck with how funny ICP is. Bro, it's and not that, even. And that it's literally. All the way, I was all the way back bro, to this album. I was Ho scream laughing. Redneck, like Ho, Redneck Ho and First Day Out. That was them being like, I just, I don't like, know. We're really going find... to be fucking funny. And then, then you got songs like Ghetto Freak Show and never had it made and it's like I did, but be... so I I will only say that and I'm not even like I'm not hating on the song but I do not agree necessarily and I know that I kind of agreed off rip when you mentioned it earlier but I don't now that I think more about it I don't know that I agree that I either A think um fucking I well no I'm not gonna go that far back on it I don't know that it was necessarily meant to be that funny. What? I say the, the, the first day out because. Hey, give me, it's definitely meant to be funny. I just, bro, if you, the, the if, you in behind the paint, serious? no, but in behind the paint, he, I'm pretty sure he talks about bucking and shit the first day he's out, and so I really do think that it was just his dramatization of like. It was my first day out after six months, and I had seen a chick, and I like, I just can't remember because I haven't read behind the paint so long, but I'm almost sure that there was a story that he that he did beat breaks when he the first day he got out, and fucking I don't know one way or another, it is kind of funny, but I also think that it was just like. I always think that ICP, I think I think Inner City is funny is funny as a byproduct of I, what they do. I think that Inner City Posse was this swing and a miss in a lot of ways, and then when they because he said this and behind, behind the paint, like he sat down with Alex and Shaggy, and they they really fleshed out like how they're gonna do ICP, just the concept of them being clowns rapping. And it's gonna be larger than life and funny and horror and all that. That was like a very conscious decision. So I think they were like, but we're gonna make a funny what? song about getting out of jail. We're gonna make a funny song about redneck hoe. But you know, here's one thing I that think I never had no, it made. He even never had it. Made. Never had it. No, like listen. Never had it comedy, made. You know. No, listen. 
Like, I agree. Wait, like, yeah, tell me. Uh, <laughs> do you have any last words, yeah. Father? So yes, what? I do. So yeah. what? And how they switch the voice. Like, at the beginning of the song, the, cat, <laughs> the beginning of the song is Jay's voice. No, and, then and by the way, no, listen, Never Had voice. It Made is an even better song when you consider the fact that the beat changes every few bars. Yo, yeah, it's nasty. Like, the song is amazing. Yeah. And, and you know that, that I could be, I could imagine that was one of those sessions where my clock was like, oh, these guys have, like, real These guys actually do have some fucking... Do. Never you Had know, It Made was out... Never know. Had It Made was definitely out of... It was Never Had It Made Psychopathic and your rub and fuck your rebel flag that were really my standouts on this album. If I was gonna listen to it, it would be for those songs. Yeah, Jug was dope, but I like. And then the it the, almost the feels line. like, and I'm not Show even saying this for a bad. Show it, me this a corner. Bad. It almost feels too on the nose. Show me a corner, and then. Uh, Show me a show me a valley. I might go to it. No, he goes. Show me a corner. And I'll show you. Show. I was like, show me a corner and an ounce of crack, and I'm straighter than a fucking, fucking light post. I sold, sold a lot of crack, crack but I bought, bought the most. most. You gonna sit there and tell me that he wasn't thinking like motherfuckers aren't gonna are gonna laugh? Because you're gonna laugh if you're rapping about smoking crack. No, but crack. you no. Listen, bro. Let me tell you something. And then you fast forward 25 years. Uh, Shaggy has an anthem about smoking crack. No, listen, bro. Album. I've always, bro, I have always said this, and this is one of the reasons why I, maybe I still will do it. I had thought for a while that I wanted to get a tattoo that was basically Wicked Clown, but doing it in a different, like, because my thing is this, and not like Wicked Clowns, because I wouldn't necessarily want it to be for ICP specifically, you know what I mean? Like, I really do have a lot of fucking love for ICP but it's I if I was to get Wicked Clown as a tattoo like that it wouldn't be for ICP it's more so for the fact that ICP represents Gallo's humor like the black laugh the fucking how is it like put it to you like this clowns technically only exist to make people laugh that's the whole reason a clown exists a carnival only exists for people to go have fun where is wickedness, where's carnage supposed to fit into a carnival? How are you supposed to have, a, this is all fun, but it's a fucking, how do you have a carnival of carnage? Well, because the world is fucking horrifying, and because when you actually have to live in that world, when you really are mentally ill, like not just you fucking like have some sadness or some issues that you don't feel like working through, like when you genuinely like bipolar, schizophrenic, borderline personality, uh, narcissistic, fucking um, oppositional defiant, all kinds of crazy shit that exists out there. Like when you really like the kinds of people that do end up homeless. That like, ICP talks about the homeless all the fucking time. Like, and this is one of these things where people talk about ICP like again, like they don't have any profundity to them, and like that they're not. Try, they've never had a message the whole fucking time. They ended with taste. They ended this first album with a political statement of like the the government doesn't give a fuck about you. Like the jump steady again just came back from fucking fighting in war. Yeah. He is a combat veteran. Like, and for all the shit on fucking and I even I'm guilty of this because I honestly don't put it together in my head that much. But I don't often on Veterans Day see anybody posting fucking pictures of him like thank you for your service, jump steady. Like, and you know what's interesting is it would have it, it would have unless it wasn't for chance, which has been you know. Oh yeah, the cards have to align, man. It would have been awesome, Dre. 
that's who was initially supposed to be on the song. Oh, on fuck on taste. On taste. Well, but you want to know what? I also and think then they that... showed up to the sh- studio and then Eshaam wanted to cut them. And there's like, yo, I'll yeah, cut but it for cheap, I'll do it well, right they, now. And then they were like, saying. word. Well, and then they lied to Awesome Trey and said that they lost the tapes. But you want to know what though? The rest is history. I think that what that really represents though is like just the fact that technical difficulties but so no we were talking about awesome dre and eshop because what i was going to say about that yeah is just that fucking you know that as much as they loved awesome dre that eshop was much more meaningful to them right that they felt much more strongly and they probably frankly i I don't remember reading it like that but they probably would have preferred him but then just couldn't get him or for whatever reason he they would, just you know, put up things in their mind like he was larger than life so like exactly possibly and so know. that's why to me it's like that first hit so hard too guess who's running with the ICP yeah. the black devil coming straight from the D I'm headed out of that fucking wild man it and he was, wrote it on the spot oh I believe that a thousand percent he was like yo that. I'll do it right now and then he was like fucking bam in the booth there it is no and bro I'm saying that's why it's so cool that they're like the fact that they're out on tour right now and like especially after if it's not a joke and Isham actually did crash Jay's car like, the fact that he was even alive after the car looked like that is fucking crazy. Isham crashed the car already after the, after the first night? I get... No, dude, it was it was on Instagram. I just happened to see it. Like, I don't know exactly. Isham posted some shit... Or no, Jay posted some shit like, never let Isham borrow my car again. And then Isham posted some shit with the... Like, and basically made it look like, no, it wasn't a joke. Like, this actually happened. And fucking... Dude, I, dude, I don't fucking know. But at the end of the day, like... I just guys are our heroes. They're no. out there crashing cows. It's, it's insanity. I like, no, but so just with Carnival of Carnage, bro. I really what it created was this whole aesthetic. Like it created the formula for the Joker's cards. It created the aesthetic of what they would later would later do. Yep. It created the again the mythos and the ethos. Like that's as straight up and down as it could be. And fucking, I just, like I said, if I was ever to get Wicked Clown like that, the whole idea is that, where does wickedness fit into a clown? If a clown is only meant... Well, you know, I actually wanted to interject because there is a story, and it was, uh, it's by Ray Bradbury called Something Wicked This Way Comes. I think I've heard, I may have heard of that, I'm not sure. It's fucking nasty. Ray Bradbury is one of the best science fiction writers of all time. He wrote Mm -hmm. Fahrenheit 451, amongst many other things, but then... One of my favorite is uh, something wicked this way comes, and it was, then it was made into a movie in uh, like uh, the 70s, and they used to air it in the 90s on TV sometimes, and that's why ICP hit with me in so many ways because the, the Doc Carnival was like a big concept in this movie, not called the Doc Carnival, but it was a wicked carnival, and it was where people would be forever young in the carnival, but it was really run by these like wicked demon type motherfuckers right, right. and uh yeah so they like that concept had been out there and then like homie the clown and then the there was another movie that Bo- bobcat Goldthwait actually made around that time too about like a 
ghetto alcoholic clown like so it was definitely like evil circus was in the zeitgeist well, no, listen i like, mean there's been a lot of different stuff i mean even it could be said with fucking i think it just it came out not that long before right at they, the same right at that time i would say at that same time and then yeah. also 1989 batman joker hello you know all of this came out what? And then like a like a pimple being popped, bang! ICP. Except it fucking. What a wonderful ass. equivalency uh, for fucking juggalo shit, like a pimple being popped. I probably would have created something. I would have not created. I would have liked to try to think of something a little less. No, but it's, we it's, are it's, a pimple. No, I know it really is. It's too. It's all on the nose. It's it's like a, a pimple right on the nose. Right Blemish, there. Blemish on society. No, and you want to know what though? That's what I love about it, because. Juggalos will never go away. Yeah. Juggalos refuse to fucking die. Juggalos refuse to not exist. And again, that's what I'm saying. Like, not exist. God, fuck the bullshit. We ain't going nowhere. This is our world. I like. Listen, I just, I really do think that this album created something that was fucking dynamic in a way that, even if the music was not totally on point yet, that it just. That like again, I they followed every single Joker's card, followed the exact same formula, and I do think that every one of those albums is fucking solid. And the idea and that you can same, make eleven solid albums in your career, and I would say that's why I think they knew about the heavy-handed humor, and I, they probably listened to the feedback from fans that they liked the skits and they liked the certain punchlines. And then it became bugs on my nuts and shit like that very quickly. And then no, that's love half that album, like Super Balls and shit like that. Like, you know. I, you like, want to know what though? I gotta tell you, my thing about that is just. I love Tunnel of Love. So no, dude, Tunnel. Of, no, bro, Tunnel of Love created, in many ways. Fucking whoop whoop, dude. The, I was no. You gotta let me get there. It created the two most important things in the Juggalo lexicon. Number one. Is whoop whoop. Yeah. Which apparently it was not actually whoop whoop at first. Apparently it was like who who something like that. I seen some fucking super super. Well, okay. Hey, <laughs> maybe it, I, I could be wrong. Apparently well, the ringmaster had a tail at one point. Oh, the ringmaster had a tail. Yeah. On I, like I've a, seen pictures of that shit. On an album cover? Like there was. I'm pretty sure. There's yeah. a variant with there's a tail. I'm pretty sure. Holy yeah. shit! I could be wrong, That's but I, I that I, I have the visual in my head. And for all I know, somebody just made it to be an asshole. It is possible, but I do remember seeing that. And I will say that Juggalo shit has always kind of had that appeal, though. Like secret kind of stuff. Like there was a Jekyll Brothers that was released where it was printed wrong. <sighs> was like off center where it was like you could see the outline and then the red like the, the face was down here and it was white up here like there are i guarantee look it up unless the, the fucking mandela affected them away there are definitely i seen one, bro i seen one at a fucking fye or at a sam goody in uh, durango colorado years ago and fucking i always kick myself in the ass for not buying it because it could only it was only like 20 bucks and i was like ah, i already got fucking jekyll brothers i don't need this right and that thing ended up being worth so much money because there weren't that many that went out like that. But Juggalo shit's always had that. Like, the collector shit. That's a big part of why they stuck around. And again, you gotta give fucking Psychopathic some credit on that. Because why the fuck are we hating on somebody for being good at marketing just because we happen to really, really enjoy what they created? Right. As a fucking... Like, 
I frankly, like, I don't need to have all four fucking colors of Great Malenko. But it is cool that if I want one fucking, like, you know, you can wear it with different outfits. Or if you like one color, you just get that. Or if you want to collect them, you get all of them. Like, collector culture is a big thing. So. Yeah. And we you want to know what? I am realizing that we are just kind of dragging this on at this point because we could just talk about this shit forever. So I think that we did really cover the uh, the main points of Carnival of Carnage. Yeah, pretty much. No Wayne Brothers, no uh, psychopathic records. Yeah, no. I, and again, especially for, again, the time frame of everything. Wayne's Brothers, it fucking... Batman, Jack Batman's Joko. And then fucking... And that album that Prince produced. Because uh, Prince did, like... Oh, the original Batman? Yeah, oh, wow, man, I actually didn't He did, didn't like, the that. whole fucking... Dude, that's why Tim Burton's the man. Because he got the deal, and he was brand-new Hollywood guy in his late 20s, and he's like, yeah, I want Prince to That is pretty fire, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. Let's and he had Danny Elfman, who was fucking uh, from Oingo Boingo, and that's also who Jack Skellington is. get the fuck out of here. Danny fucking Elfman is from Oingo Boingo? That's singer. That's Shut the, the fuck Danny up. Elf, Danny Elfman is Jack Holy Skellington. Sh- no, I know that. Yeah. No, dude, I know the same guy. No, I know the name of Danny Elfman. He's he's a fucking, he's a fucking, like, why can't I think of... Composer? Exactly. He's a composer for movies and shit. Yes, he did the fucking opening for The Simpsons. 100%. Yeah, I didn't know he was from fucking Oingo Boingo. So he did the score, but then, like, he... Prince did the soundtrack, and if you it like, Wait, no, we're not done talking about fucking Oingo oh, Boingo, God, dude, no, I didn't Oingo fucking. Oingo Boingo's the shit. No, but I didn't realize that fucking Danny fucking Elfman is the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Yes, Boingo, yeah. I did not fucking know that. And then he got hit with. He was friends with Tim Burton, and then scored Batman, and then. And got then it, the and Prince and got to be all, fucking. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyways, yeah, the Prince video where he's half fucking Joker and half Batman, and then. Not Esham samples that fucking record constantly. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? In this Nottis album. Bro, I've said it. It's a direct sample from the album. But anyways, we... I got Nottis is doing The Gathering this year. That's kind of... There's no TNT, but it's, you know, it is... No, I think... No, I'm pretty sure... TNT's dead. Uh, Okay, all right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's dead. (laughs) Well, but it's at least going to be Esham and Mastermind. Yes, yeah. And they're obviously, I think that they'll probably rap. If they're going to do Nottis, they're going to probably rap in verse. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Yeah. But. Dude, I remember seeing Nottis right after MC Chris. And then, no, it was MC Chris what Bizarre. Was that? MC Chris Bizarre and Nottis. Was That's only in my CD player usually, but it was at the gathering on main stage. Oh, wow. MC Chris did ago. do the gathering. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, yeah. No, but you know the story about me kind of fucking G-checking him. And, and you didn't know that he did the gathering? No, I didn't. Oh, my lord. Well, no, but listen, bro, when I was I know with, you. Uh, yeah. We'll save that for another. No, I know. I was no, because I was. I was. Yeah. No. You know what? It's we a will. Long story. We'll tell the MC Chris story yeah. another day. <laughs> um, but no, again, guy. If y'all Two are still here, yeah. Either. Again, we tried not to, but we still did. If y'all are still here after a fucking hour and fifty minutes, I genuinely love you. Thank you. But. So, we're going to be doing this, uh, you know, I'm going to try to keep it every week. We're going to keep it moving. And uh, like I said, next week, I think what I would like to do, instead of going straight into another Joker's card, is I want to uh, look into a the all of the different art collectives and artists that are actually uh, associated with the Juggalo world. Okay. And, well, just be, because, again, like I said, Dead Camp is the first one that pops up because we know people personally in it, like fucking... Uh, Bobo and Picasso and whatnot, but mm-hmm. fucking 
they like there are so many juggalo artists out there that like so many different juggalo art collectives and like artists that have their own like even within dead canvas they all have their own like uh fucking uh dre she won the uh, art battle a couple years ago um at the uh the gathering fucking amazing fucking painter by the way she actually did the uh cover for kaleidoscope nice. she has her own thing fat satan which from way back in the day She's been fucking doing shit forever forever She she, she needs a fucking podcast She has a crazy amount of stories She actually survived a cult school Wow I just can't remember what it's called It was in upstate New York But I looked it up It was fucking crazy That's wild Like yeah No that's Yeah But um No bro That's one of those things man Where just the juggalo world has uh, Fucking brought me so much shit everything in my life is from being a juggler that's why i do all this shit like it's how i met you it's how i ended up in massachusetts in the first place how i have my family how everything in my life came to me was from being a juggler and like it's wild because i just uh, again we're just gonna keep going we're just gonna i i will just keep talking yeah so fucking we'll save this for next time thank you all for fucking uh Stopping through, listening, and I again hopefully making it this fucking far. I love you if you made it. Uh, two glorious whoops to all of you, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't have a good uh, sign off yet, but uh, if I think of one, then I'll start doing it. Till then, peace the fuck out. I'll see you next time. <laughs>